Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, aka Mega Man. This will be episode 57. I'm in the city of Upland and I have two very special guests JoJo's parents, Jose and Carmen. What's up, guys? Hi. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? (laughs) I know you're nervous right now. Thank you for coming. And um, these are JoJo's parents, and um, I follow JoJo for. A while now and um something about that kid just gets my heart and i'm just i'm truly a big fan and a supporter for your son and i reason why i wanted you guys on because i wanted your son's story to be told on the podcast and i want all my podcast listeners to know and you know to know jojo's story when it goes to his parents your parents my all my podcast listeners I want it to be told and when he grows up I want him to remember this episode thank you we appreciate it no problem thank you brother how are you guys good how are you guys doing today we're good we're good it's good? Been, been crazy um you know cleaning up Sunday fun day it's not as fun uh-huh when you work full-time and stuff oh so my God. we had to clean and you know, get ready. We were trying to make our house look good for you. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. It's okay. My house is like, eh, whatever. My mom have a bachelor, but my kids are always, we're just, I'm, me and the kids were always out, but today I'm going to stay home because, you know, Mega Man hasn't got no sleep. Don't tell me why, but I just have that mental game, you know, and uh, I, to me, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I've been really busy, but um, I made it all, I made it all the way to come over here to have have you guys on my podcast thank you i appreciate it because we know it's a drive for you that's okay it's okay totally appreciate it's okay um i want to get to jose so tell me about you uh what do you do for a living Uh, for me i i work for local 831 trade show installers Uh i pretty much set up uh trade shows like all the major ones comic con uh la uh fit expo san diego fit expo um you know, I, I, and the list goes on. Uh, uh, the LA Auto Show, I pretty much go. I set up the shows. The show goes on, and I go back and take it, take it down. Uh-huh. And with that comes a lot of traveling. I work at all the convention centers, Southern California, uh, all the major hotels, and Vegas, and uh, sometimes travel as well. Oh wow! Yeah, you see, you see the whole like half of the United States then. Yeah, pr- uh, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I I try not to travel as much because uh-huh. I'd rather be home. But uh, but yeah, for it, sure, yeah. I, I I I do get out there. You get like long hours, like eight to ten hours, or just depends when the job's done. Yeah, it, it all depends on, on on what job. Like the LA Auto Show, we work uh, twelve hour shifts for twenty. Uh, it's a it's a twenty four hour shift, and we everyone clocks in and out after every twelve hours. So it's it's constantly going. It's a big you know a big production we're trying to do like in three weeks for uh-huh. the LA Auto Show. Uh, and for all the other jobs, it all depends on what kind of show it is and how many hours we bust out. And stuff Comic like that. Con, huh? Yeah. How mm, I many Games of Thrones? Huh? See, was, <laughs> you ever had one of those yet? Oh my uh, God! Those Comic Cons or the Games of Thrones events or anything? Uh, the the the, the Comic Con I've set up the last two years in, in uh, down in San Diego. Uh-huh. I've done that one. Oh, that's the big one, huh? Yeah, that, that's the big. Anything Comic-Con. in Long Beach? The Long Beach. Uh, that I do shows there, uh, like the motorcycle show. Uh, but I. I really don't keep track of them because I do so many. So oh, I, I just yeah. go in and out. You know what I mean? But the major one in Long Beach, I would say, is the motor, motorcycle show. That one's usually like in October, November. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that, that one's pretty cool. They have all the different, you know, brand new motorcycles coming out. And mm-hmm. they let us, you know, test drive stuff. It's That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And Carmen? I currently work for school district. It's uh, actually Riverside uh-huh. Unified School District. 
Um, I'm actually on my way out from there since I just recently graduated, so I need to go and start working in, um, well, therapy. It's for to be a marriage family therapist. Uh-huh. So I need to bust out my hours there, but um, I'm going to take some time off. I've been really busy with school, work, and then my practicum site, so I was like total like a 60 hours, 70 hours a week worth of work. Oh, you're beast mode. Yeah, so um, I want some time to be with my little guy. I have a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. needs to be um, worked out of. for him. Yeah, so I'm going to hopefully take the rest of the year off if mm-hmm. everything is smooth and good. Um, I look to take the rest of the year. That's year good. Mm-hmm. So um, when you guys had JoJo, I mean... What I mean, let's get let's get down to it and everything, because I want my audience to know every little detail, what's been going on from beginning till now with JoJo. So when you had JoJo, when you gave birth to JoJo, everything was what happened was he was normal in the beginning, right? Yeah, everything was normal. You know, my pregnancy. If anything, I'm the one that had all the weird stuff. You know, like. Um, I had like weird joint pain, I had horrible nausea, I even got this thing called pups rash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one out of 200 women get it. You literally develop a rash on your body and it doesn't go away until you give birth. So, but ultrasounds, everything was fine. Like the only thing that they ever told us that they saw was that he was going to be this huge baby and that he had an enlarged kidney which they said it's common and for us not to worry about it and then um, they were gonna do ultrasound once he was born which they did and they had cleared out like everything was fine so Joseph was born on May 26th um, he'll be two in, in a week awesome. yeah. happy birthday Jojo <laughs> shout out to Mega Man so um, when he was born he was born you know natural labor everything was fine he uh, weighed eight pounds um, smaller than they thought he thought he, they were they thought he was gonna be like nine pounds they thought he was gonna be this huge kid um, he weighed uh, you know his eight pounds just flat and was average height and everything was fine. The only thing that they told us is like he had a little bit of jaundice. So they put him under the light, like he was tanning on weekend. Gotcha. Um, and then that was it. We got let go. You know, he lost a little bit of weight, which again, they told us it was common with um, newborns and that he should gain it back in a week. So, you know, first time parents were like, all right, cool. Nothing out of the norm. You know, uh, my all my sisters have kids and I've babysat kids, infants, you know, a newborn, so I wasn't too scared. Uh-huh. So we brought him home. Um, we went back for his week checkup or whatever it is, and they were like, oh, he's not gaining weight. So then they were like, oh, we're just going to increase this formula, like, you know, the calories. So I was like, all right, cool. So we went about, you know, did a week again, still wasn't gaining anything. Um, so then they just kept increasing his formula. So that was like the biggest thing that they were worried about was his um, his weight his weight, weight gain. gain weight gain. So you know it was just like all right, well it's not gaining weight, but nothing else was. Oh, and then they had told us they had heard this um, um, like a heart murmur. They were like, oh, it's like a really loud heart murmur. So then he had to go get an echo done to make sure like everything was fine, um, which they did. They told us like, oh, you know, it's fine. He does have this. Um, like a murmur but usually like it 
it goes away on its own, you know, and then he has a, um, his pulmonary valve was like a more narrow than most. Mm -hmm. So they said that that's why it sounded impressive is what they called his murmur. Like it's a really impressive murmur because it was loud apparently. So they just told us like, don't worry about it. We just monitor it every six months. Worse comes to worse. Um, If it needs to be corrected, I guess they go in through the leg with like a little balloon type. Yeah. And like pump it and they'll like make Mm -hmm. it wider. Mm -hmm. But that's like worst case scenario, which they said like he doesn't need it at this point. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, cool, fine. So then fast forward three months. You know, everything's fine. He's cooing. He's reaching his little milestones. You know, he's tracking. He's grabbing. You know, doing what he's supposed to do at his age. And then one morning, um, I co-sleep. And I know some parents don't like that, but I don't care. I co-sleep with my son. (laughs) So, uh, um, I... Uh, he normally would wake up, and when he would wake up, he'd make little noises. And I'm a very light sleeper, so I always heard him. So like, that, would, it, would the noise be like, like eh, little, eh. yeah, like little coos, like the baby weird little baby noise? Like, was it breathing heavy? No, okay. just like more like little coos or like, like just like baby noises. Gotcha. I guess okay, that's as clear as I can say it. So yeah. that morning, particular morning, I woke up. It was like maybe like gonna be 5 a.m. around that time. And he's like staring at the ceiling and I'm like, what, what's wrong with him? That's weird. And, you know, he never does that. So he was, he just looked not like himself. So I'm looking at him and all of a sudden he starts like screaming, like this like horrified scream, which even like scared me. And I'm looking at the ceiling like, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican. So I believe in like mm-hmm. all those spirit stuff, you know? Oh yeah. So then I was like, well, what the heck? Did he see something? Like, is there something here? You know, I freaked out. I run out to the living room where Jose's sleeping. And he's like, what's wrong? I was like, did you not hear that? And he's like, no, not really. And I was like, he was just screaming. And I thought he was just hungry. I was like, no, it was like a weird scream. So he's like, okay, well, so then we sat here like I was awake obviously I had the adrenaline going and I was like well let's monitor him and then if again like we'll take him to the ER right so then we're hanging out he seems fine you know he starts eating everything's fine so then he's on his little bouncer and then it starts again and then he turns like he holds his breath and then he starts turning a little red and then his eyes deviate to the right and that scream happened again, which is like, oh, it just sounded like he was horrified of, of something, you know? Yeah. So then we both like freak out and we're like, okay, no, we're taking him to the ER. We take him to the ER and then they're asking us questions like, did he hit his head? Did you, did he fall? Did you drop him? Like, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, no, like he's never fallen. Like he's always on the bed or held. Like nothing has happened to him that we can tell you like, and I'm with him 24-7. Like, at that point, I was off with him 24-7. So then they're all like, okay, well, we're going to do a CT scan. So they're like, okay. So they did it, and they were like, everything's fine. So then while he was there, he had one of those episodes where he did that scream, and his eyes deviated. So they were like, we don't have a pediatric unit here, so we're going to um, transfer you to CHLA. Like, an ambulance is on the way. So... You know, we're freaking out, like, what does this mean? Like, they can't tell us anything. It, it seems like they're just secretive, but because they don't know anything either. So we get to CHLA. Um, they start asking us, like, what's going on? 
um, I think we had videotaped him, right? We yeah. had recorded him. Yeah. Luckily, we had recorded it just, I guess, out of instinct. We recorded it. So the doctors can see what's... Yeah. So and they what will, did they say? So they told us it looked like a seizure, um, but they wouldn't know until they hooked him up to the EEG machine. With the, with the seizures, are there different types of seizures? Yeah, so there's like a large variety of seizures so there's like the focal seizures and you have like the grand mal ones where you see the people that like start like convulsing and like pass out and like foaming and i've seen a video where they talked about this person had a seizure and they gave him some cbd oil Mm -hmm. and he put it under where he was shaking and all of a sudden he was drinking the cbd or whatever Mm -hmm. and the hemp's and his seizure was stopping Mm -hmm. and he was like oh wow yeah so with him unfortunately we've tried that and he doesn't respond like that okay like the other people do i mean we we wish he would but it does not for him like it doesn't not on not on the spot at least it doesn't stop it on the spot Mm -hmm. um so at chla they hooked him up to the eeg machine and then sure enough they confirmed you know said that yes it was a seizure um but that they were gonna have to run more tests to see if there's a cause for the seizure. Nothing with uh, with autism or anything? Did they do the work? Or okay. Not yet. They, um, okay. I think that's going to come later for him. Um, they just pretty much wanted to see, like, I guess, normally when kids that little go in with seizures, yeah. um, they're either caused by, like, a fever, like a febrile seizure, mm-hmm. or um, sometimes it's meningitis. Mm. So they wanted to clear meningitis, so they did a spinal tap on him, and then they did all these different types of blood work, and half of the things I don't even know. Like, I think I was just so overwhelmed that I didn't track as much at that point. Mm. It was like, he's three months old, he's, you know, our first kid, like, we're first-time parents, and this is happening, and there's like no history in the family of anybody, like... That's the thing that... That's the thing I was thinking of, like... Did anyone in the family have it? Mm-mm. Like, no. your mom? Okay. No. So there's, like, no, no kids in the family has had, like, histories of seizures and stuff. So it's, like, our first time. Like, our parents were, like, everybody, like, first time experiencing this. So we are all, like, what's going on? Freaked out. So then um, we were there five days. I think we got there on a Sunday or Saturday. I believe it was a Sunday because I was supposed to go work Monday and I called off. Yeah, so we got there like on a Sunday and we were discharged that Friday. So we were there like four days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their final thing was um, he has focal seizures. Um, we don't know the cause yet. Um, his MRI, for the most part, everything's fine. Like all of his, the brain, everything is there how it's supposed to be. The only thing they told us is like he, there's like white brain matter or something like that and they said that that's a little bit less than most kids his age but when i asked them like with the severity they said it's very very mild like you know that we're not ruling that as the cause of it okay so then we're like okay they put him on medication which he's on kepra he's actually on a lot but that was the first medication they put him on um did he have like a lot of medicines he was taking like liquids at, or? at that point no that was his first med they had put him on okay um and it it controlled them so okay. it controlled the seizures um i think i saw one more like a following the following week 
and then I contacted the neurologist and they just upped it a little bit and then we were good like we didn't see any for like our, our life went back to normal for another like two two months I would say so then when it first happened so Jojo had the track record for going to the hospital on holidays like he just loves taking the long weekends away <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like he just knows like so Joseph was born on Memorial weekend so that was his first like you know shot mm -hmm. when we went in for the hospital it was Labor Day weekend yeah um, and then this next time around um, so we started noticing these little things they just look like twitches like almost like a startle um, you know babies have startle when they're little so that's what it looked like. I noticed it like on a Thursday night and I just, it was just too quick, like little, they literally looked like a spasm, like a quick spasm. Um, so I kind of looked at him and I was like, that's weird. Like I've never seen him do this before. So then I just was like, I'll keep an eye on him tomorrow. That was Veterans Day the next day. So Thursday night I noticed that Friday was Veterans Day. I had it off. I had just gone back to work that week from being off with him that whole time. Mm -hmm. So I had just gone back to work, so luckily I had that Friday off. And, you know, we were stoked because that, that night we were supposed to go see Morrissey and Billy Idol. <laughs> Morrissey? Like, yeah. He's still alive? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were supposed to see Morrissey Billy Idol? Billy Cradle Idol. Love? Yep. Oh, All of man. That. So are, you guys, like, are you guys 80s fans? Yeah. Like New Wave? Yeah. yeah well, uh, cool. jo Joseph's middle name is Morsi. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> That's going to be the Pesh Joseph Morsi. Yeah. So, you know, we were all excited. So then, um, like, I had gone to... So Joseph does PT, OT. He has feeding therapy. He has an infant, a STEM teacher who comes to the house and works mm -hmm. with him. Um he has, I don't know if I said a feeding therapist, but he has a feeding therapist. And then he has somebody from the Braille Institute that comes and works with his vision. Right. Oh, so right. he has like a full schedule. I've like, seen where he, they're moving his arms and stretching yeah. and everything. So they, you know, because of the seizures, you know, sometimes he, he stiffens up with oh. the new seizures. So he's very tight. And also they call it hypo something i forgot the, the medical term for it but pretty much he's just really stiff like it's you have to kind of loosen him up gotcha. you know, to do stuff uh -huh. so um that day he had occupational therapy and pt in the morning so i had gone to take him to his therapy and on the way back i had stopped by target to get him formula mm. so i put the little car seat and the you know the little cart so he's facing me and i'm like pushing and right when i walk in he starts with that little weird that's the one i saw thing again right yeah so then i was like what the heck is that and this time he's like doing it and then his little eyes are shaking so like I don't know if you know what, like, nystagmus is when your eyes... I guess, I, yeah, it, yeah, i seen it. It was going around. Yeah, so his little eyes looked like little pinballs. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is that? Like, this is not normal, right? So I started kind of freaking out, and I think I called you. Yeah, I was I was working... And I was day. like, hey, you know, the baby's having this weird... And I recorded him, because at that point, we had already gone to CHLA, and they were like, record anything abnormal. Like, record it, record it, record it. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, all right, cool. So I recorded it, and then it went away. So it was weird because he'd have this little weird twitch, and then he'd go back to what he was doing, and then he'd have the twitch, and then he'd go back to what he was doing, whether it was cooing or playing with his hands or whatever. He would just go right back to it. So 
I didn't think it was that severe initially because it was like, oh, he's going right back to whatever he's doing, right? So then um, that was it. It happened. It lasted maybe like three minutes. And then we went about the day. But it was just still uneasy. I was like, this is not. It was mm -hmm. weird. So then I had called him. And I was like, hey, I know we have this concert tonight. Like, I don't know. Should I take him to the hospital? You know, yeah. and whatever. So then he's all like, well, if it happens again, he thought maybe you should take him in. So then I was like, okay, if it happens again, then I'm going to take him in. Like, for sure. So I take him in. Um, so no. So then he falls asleep. We're at my mom's house and he's sleeping. And everything seems, you know, back to normal. He had ate his bottle. He was cooing, like doing his little thing. And then um, he falls asleep. So then uh, he wakes up and it happens again. And I'm like, okay, no, this is weird. Like I'm going to take him to the doctor. So at that point. And this time, is the first hospital, right? This is the. This is the first time that. So. Joe had just put him on his insurance, which was Kaiser, mm -hmm. right? And he, this and this is where JoJo's going to Kaiser? This were the beginning? Yeah, this was the beginning. So okay. initially, Joseph was going to like a pediatrician, like in Arcadia, where okay. the weight gain happened, yeah. right? So it was just a regular pediatrician. And then when we had taken him for that first seizure, we took him to Methodist Hospital in Arcadia. And that's when they told us, like, we don't have a pediatric unit. You're going to CHLA. So they sent us to CHLA. Well, when I got back, when everything had passed, I, it was like a nightmare with all these bills I was getting from them. Um, telling me, like, your insurance didn't cover this. Your insurance is not contracted. Like, I was fighting with the insurance. Like, it was just a headache. I feel like with insurance like that, when if... If someone's really, really bad, really sick, mm -hmm. they don't want to be responsible for that bill. They'll be like, okay, you deal with it. Yeah, you know? it, it was just... That's only, they only give you a small bill. Like, if we're better, then it'll be small. But if it's something really major, I was like, ugh. Yeah, they, were, they just kept going back and forth. So finally, I got it all sorted out, and my insurance was like, well, they're out of network. And then I was like, yeah, but he went to emergency room. Like, it was... So then... They ended up covering it all because they said, okay, even though it was out of network, it was an emergency, constitutes as an emergency, so we cover it, right? Mm -hmm. So they covered everything, but it was still like this headache to deal with. So in the midst of all of this happening, I was like, hey, he just got Kaiser. Kaiser has everything in-house, so it'd be easier for him just to go to Kaiser because if anything's serious. Did you look at the, 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 the packets where when you have Kaiser, it tells you what's covered and what's not? Yeah. yeah. So we knew like okay. he had a pretty, he had good coverage. Like everything would be covered. And then they always change their stuff. Like, okay, this was covered. Now this is not covered. Now this wasn't covered. Now it's covered. Yeah. There's a little, they're a little shady with those, with those insurance. Yeah. Insurance is a freaking beast in its own. Like just, like you have to have make time aside to deal with all of that craziness itself yeah. um but when we took him to um so when i was taking him to the doctor this next time i figured i'd take him to kaiser because he just got under his insurance yeah and then it'd be easier it's like a one-stop shop everything's at kaiser right yeah. and i figured like oh they are good you know <laughs> i didn't know i'm a parent relying on doctors like mm -hmm. most people do you know so I take him in again. Um, no, this was the first time. So I take him in and I tell the pediatrician, like, you know, he's having these little weird things. Um, I looked it up and it looks like it's infantile spasms. Like I tell the first pediatrician that. 
and excuse me, she's like, so she's like, well, does he have a history of seizures? And I was like, yeah, he has a history of seizures. But I was like, but they, these look nothing like what's happening. And I said he has a history of focal seizures, and then those have been under control for two and a half months. So she's like, um, she's like, oh, was he getting sick? And I was like, not that I know of. Like, I'm not aware of him. Getting, he seems fine. Like, he hasn't given me any signs. So she's like, well, what happens is kids that have a history of seizures, um, their threshold will drop. Their seizure threshold will drop if they're getting sick. She's like, so he's probably catching something, and that's why you're seeing these seizures. But she rolled, she like bypassed the fact that I said they're infantile spasms, mm-hmm. right? So then they called, she called the neurologist and she's like, oh, the neurologist just said increase the Keppra. So then they gave him what they called a loaded shot, I guess it's like to get his body like to the therapeutic dose that he's supposed to be on, I guess, to mm-hmm. that extent. So she's like, we're going to give him a loaded dose right now and then tomorrow you continue with the new dose, the increased dose, right? So I was like, okay, whatever. So they gave him the dose and it knocked him out. Like he slept the rest of the day. So that was that. We came, we went home. So come Saturday, um, so the, the initial cluster, that's what they're called with infantile spasms. Cause they're, so a seizure, when it's a solid seizure, it's like straight running. Like it's like from start to finish, it's just continuous. For him- Like every minute, every hour? Like, so like a seizure can start can be anywhere from seconds to like minutes right like an actual seizure so for his what the his were called were clusters because each little spasm is a seizure so if he's twitching that's one seizure and if like you know it's like a twitch stop twitch stop twitch stop and it's just like continuous for like it started off with like just seconds then when I took him in that first time it was like at three minutes and then Saturday came and then it increased to like five minutes and then 10 and finally on Sunday I had gotten up to 15 minutes of this cluster right yeah and he was having at that point he was having like five clusters a day and they were lasting anywhere from two minutes to on Saturday from two minutes to like five minutes and then came Sunday and then again I finally called the nurse at Kaiser when he got to like his third cluster and it had increased to 15 minutes so then like I was explaining to her and she was like well just bring him in you know and they can tell you what they're gonna do because when I was explaining to them what it was, like they, it just sounded like I was a crazy person making up these infantile spasms. So right? you were doing your homework. Yeah, but I had already like, I mean, I guess Doctor Googled it, you know. Mister <laughs> Google knows yeah, it all. Yeah, so I had Googled it, but um, I had seen parents who had posted this stuff with their kids. It wasn't just like I just mm-hmm. ran, you know. It was like I looked at different videos and I was like, this looks exactly like what he. He has, right? So then I go back. That same pediatrician that was there that Friday was there. So then she was kind of like, you know, I'm not too, like, this is not my specialty type. So let me go call the neurologist. Um, And at that point, I guess their specialty clinics are either in Fontana or Downey. 
So then they called the one in Downey, and she's all like, oh, she said to admit the, him. The Kaiser by, okay, okay, that Kaiser. Yeah. It's okay. Up, uh, I know where it's at, yeah. 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 Yeah, so then they called the neurologist, and she was like, you know what, let's admit him. So then, it, you know, at that point, it's all like, what? Like, I thought you guys told me it's like nothing, so now it's going they didn't to t- like, They didn't take, uh, you didn't take Dojo to Harbor? Mm-hmm. I know they have a big Kaiser clinic. They have a lot of... So once we got more in-depth, like, the geneticist from the harbor came, which that's like a whole nother, like, I'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they, they admit him, you know, they bring, they send up down their ambulance and they send him with like a whole team because he was so little, he was five and a half months, you know? So they have a pediatrician in there. They have a cardiologist in there. They just have like a whole team in this ambulance to take him to. And then we had to drive, um, my mother-in-law drove me over there like she luckily went my mom was here luckily with me when i drove over there so she drove me because i was a mess and then his mom met us over there and then she drove me to downey um after and just everybody met us while we were over there so when we got to the hospital you know it's like a whole bunch of people in there it's all chaotic yeah and he started having one of those clusters and that one went to 30 minutes like it was a 30 minute that's the longest he had had from start to finish so i think in those 30 minutes he must have had like i don't know maybe like 300 seizures in those 30 minutes um so then they gave him like medicine to knock him out pretty much they just i think it was out of that that they gave him and they knocked him out so then, you know, so weeks came and, you know, I kept seeing doctors in and out. They kept running all these different tests on him. They got the records from CHLA that had the genetics panel on there. Um, so I was supposed to go back to CHLA for this genetics panel um, results. But then when I called them, they were like, oh, your insurance doesn't cover here. Um, you can come in, but we're going to charge you. Your insurance only covers... 80% of whatever so you're gonna have to pay 20% out of pocket and I was like well with your guys's prices I can't afford 20% out of pocket you know so then they're like oh well um, you know you could just have your next doctor request them and they can um, like decipher them pretty much and tell you what's going on so I was like okay fine that's fine so sure enough um, Kaiser got everything and that was a mess in itself so as days progressed we were there i think a total of 27 days and every day i would tell the nurses and the doctors about these infantile spasms and what i thought it was and everybody just would bypass what i was saying and they kept wanting to just shoot him up with ativan every time he had a cluster until finally i was like no I said, nope, you guys aren't giving him that anymore. You guys are just knocking him out and it's not doing anything for him. They're not stopping. They're not getting any better. Like, there is no improvement whatsoever. Like, maybe they went down to eight minutes, nine minutes, a cluster, right? Opposed to the 30 minutes. So I guess there was some improvement. But he was still having, like, five to nine clusters a day lasting five to nine minutes. So to me, that was still not acceptable. Like they still have had done nothing to me for him in my eyes. So they did all this lab work. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. 
Um, I kept talking to different doctors because, you know, different doctors were in different shifts. Um, the nurses all thought I was, like, crazy. Like, they, nobody had no idea what I was talking about. Like, I felt crazy there because I was giving them all of this stuff that I was reading and nobody was taking it. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, you're just like a Google mom, you know, like, like you're just looking stuff. You shouldn't look stuff up because you're going to worry yourself. But later they're going to come back. Oh, you're right. Exactly. So finally, like, I was just like, I don't know what to do. They wanted to actually release me a couple times. They were like, um, well, do you want to go? Like, do you feel good to go? And I was like, no, I don't feel good to go home because I don't know what the heck is going on with my son. And... Like, you guys have no answers for me. So, no, I don't feel confident going home. Like, how do I know this is not going to, like, do something? Like, I'm at home and something happens, you know? So, like, I told them no. So then they were just, I was just kind of there and not getting helped because nobody knew what to do, pretty much, right? So, finally, like, I guess the head that ran that unit mm -hmm. came in. And he had come in before, but I guess he trusted his doctors, you know? Mm -hmm. So he had come in before. So finally that night he was in and he had one of the episodes. So every time he had an episode, I'd buzz a nurse so she could come in and then I'd start a timer. Like I'd look at the clock and then I'd start it and then I'd put the time that stopped. So I have this very detailed um, planner in which I wrote down every doctor, every nurse, Every time he had a cluster, how long it lasted, what they gave him, like everything. Like, I don't know why it just was like, do that's, it. That's it just, crazy. It just happened. Now, Jose, like with all this stuff's going on, uh, what are you feeling? At what, when all this was going on, that's, I, I would say, it. I know it was tough for all of us, but at that time, also at work, I had this big job called the LA Auto Show going on that I couldn't miss. So that those days, I, I would go to work. I was working from uh, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, I would come home in the morning, sleep for four hours, three to four hours, get up, drive to Downey, spend time with Joseph and the baby. With the baby. With, 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 with the baby. And just go back to work. I did that pretty much the whole time that they were in the hospital. Um, not knowing what's going on with my son. Um fighting the insurance at that time because that's the time where they, they didn't want to uh, cover his medication where his medication was going to be that time what 35,000 for the yeah. for the vial yeah that, well, it was, that, that's when all that happened and that was, was at trying, the end of our stay yeah so at the end I was dealing with the insurance so as, as for me as a parent feeling I, I was broken at that time because seeing your son have these uncontrollable seizures you can't do nothing and then knowing at the same time you cannot stop working because or not you won't have a home for your son to come home to at I, at those times i, I was i was pretty stressed pretty stressed out pretty um you know people that were there i consider my best friends i was arguing with them fighting with people it wasn't you know now that looking back on it it was just i was just stressed out you know yeah. just just trying to make it work for you know Keep keeping the money coming in, making sure my son, you know, it's doing better. It was it was probably one of the hardest times of my life that that season, that season. I I get it because last that's what happened with my daughter last year, with the situation with me and my ex, and you know with my daughter going through this, I was 
going through a nervous breakdown, fighting the world, the going through depression, you know, and it's just I had to overcome it, you know, yeah. and it just I get it. Yeah. I yeah, you know, I just it's hard. It's hard. For sure, know? it's definitely very very stressful you know and even though you have everybody there like I, I mean we had a wonderful we have I should say a wonderful support system with our families like our families are there like anytime we need them like we're very grateful for them but I think until you're going through it like you don't get it like you don't like people will say like we'll be there for you but when that situation does come up where are you guys at when I needed you? Mm-hmm. And you feel like, wow. Well, his family, like, yeah. our family was there for sure to support us. They'd come to the hospital and, you know, sit with us, keep us com- keep me company. Because I was, like, I refused to leave his side. Oh, yeah. Not just necessarily because, you know, I'm his mom and I want to be there. But because these nurses, like, if I didn't buzz them, letting them know that he was having these seizures, they wouldn't pick it up. Because his heart, what they were telling me is like his heart rate wasn't going up, his oxygen was fine. So nobody, like if I was to have left, nobody would know he was having a a little episode. Because they can't detect it. It was just me watching it and like noticing like, oh he's having something and then I'd call the nurse in. So for me to leave him alone, it was like, no you guys don't even know when it's happening. Like how am I gonna just be like, okay, hey I'm gonna like go catch a breather or whatever the case is it's like no you guys don't even know mm-hmm. like how to tell if he's having one until i tell you and like point it out you know so i could i refuse to like go anywhere so luckily like you know our family came or at that point i was in school so there was times that i cannot miss class like i just couldn't i had to do a presentation or something and like his mom would come and like sit with him because she knew what they looked like or his grandma or my mom you know somebody would come because i would refuse to leave if somebody wasn't there sitting with mm. him to like okay. see what was going on yeah like the nurses were like oh we'll go you know we'll peek in on him and i was like no that's not enough why are you gonna me. peek just like i need somebody there with him 24 7 not to peek in on him because yeah. you guys don't even know if I'm, shoot you guys don't even know what the heck infantile spasms are you're like telling me i'm imagining things and I don't know why people say that stuff like, like that. They think like, oh, you don't know, like just yeah. That's that excuse. Like maybe they're not taught them well at school, but you know more. Yeah. You know? So I mean, I think you, uh, you as a parent, for the most part, I mean, there are some little crazies out there. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, there's some crazy. The strict. Out there. Which one? Like the like which? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, we gotta know which one. <laughs> Which one? Well, no, I mean, there's some, like, parents that are just like, oh, no, something's wrong with my kid, and it's like... Like every no. second? Yeah, like, and it's like, no. Is this the booger? Hard. It's it. Uh-huh. You know, it's normal, <laughs> but, you know, for me, it was like, no, I know something's wrong with my son. Like You felt, you not. just know in your heart. Yeah, like, I just knew that, the, that these things were normal, and I was reading about it. It was like, no, this is, like, exactly like the videos that other parents posted. It's exactly what they look like, like, textbook. It wasn't even like something was different. It was like textbook manifestation of these seizures, which was like, how are you guys not like, 
just to give peace of mind why wouldn't you say you know what let me listen to what this crazy mom is talking about and look up these stupid infantile spasms and just rule it out or tell her like i looked into it and it's not but nope like never did anybody listen to me Mm-hmm. So finally, this doctor came in, and then he sees them, and he thought, that's not a seizure. And I was like, I know. I was like, it's a, like a spat. He's all like, yeah. He thought, that's not a continuous seizure. He's all like, it's I'm like a cluster. And he's like, yeah. I was like, that's what I've been telling you guys and, this whole time. And how many months is, is JoJo at now? So we were in there three weeks already. Okay. Three weeks until finally he was like, oh, this is not what we're writing down saying it is so it's just before it turns six months yeah wow so um he was like okay we need a 24 hour eeg like yesterday right so then i was like well you know you guys did a 20 minute eeg like two weeks ago and the neurologist said nothing was found i said which 20 minutes to me is like the stupidest thing ever like why even waste your stuff for 20 minutes you know so he's like, well, we need a 24-hour, like, now. And he's like, we're going to do it now, and we should have results for you by tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I mean, I already knew what it was because mm-hmm. I had been telling them literally since I walked into that urgent care that Veterans Day Friday, you know, and I had told them. So, you know, I called my support to come be with me when they were going to give me the diagnosis because... I don't know, I guess deep down in my heart, like, I was like, well, hopefully I'm wrong. Like, I knew I was right, but it was just like, I hope that I'm wrong. And they just tell me, like, it legitimately is like a muscle spasm or something, you know? So, no, the neurologist comes in, and she was like, "Um, oh, you know, Mom, you know, we got the results, and I just want to let you know you were right. And, like, I'm just looking at her like bitch like i'm so excuse my language it's okay you can cuss but i was like i was right like shit i was right three weeks ago almost a month ago like why did you not like take it into consideration like like now your eg showing you like oh you were right mom so i was so irritated i was so pissed off i was so annoyed i felt i i just felt overwhelmed with different emotions at that time like I wanted to punch her in the face and like throat kick her because I was just so mad like just saying nonchalantly like you're right and then she said you know we're gonna start treatment and we're like she's trying to like make me like it seemed like I had read all the information about this like weeks ago and she said we're gonna put him on the you know there's a frontline medication and it's called Axlar it's like a steroid and she's like, we're going to order it and we're going to put him on that right away. And, you know, that's what we find most control, like making it like downplaying it. Like, don't worry about it. It's going to be good, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, cool. So it still took a week to get five days to get that medication in. And they just kept giving me the runaround about it. Like, oh, we ordered it because of the holiday. So we spent our first Thanksgiving there. And they were saying, like, because of the holidays, blah, blah, blah. It's going to take a minute, you know. So, whatever. They finally got me this, um, it's a shot, and I have to give them a shot twice a day on his little leg. Um, and it's a steroid that's supposedly supposed to help, like, a part of the brain, like, mature a little bit faster or something to that extent. 
which would help stop the seizures. So when you give him the shot, the circulation goes all the way up to the brain and... Yeah, well, you know, it shoots to his bloodstream. It's yeah. like literally like how bodybuilders and stuff shoot their... Huh. Shoot a, they, it, it, was it, like, it was literally like a, a, a steroids. It was steroids that he ejected in, uh, in his leg. his muscle, yeah. yeah. Was he so, like, was, um, I know my, with my daughter, when they had to give her a shot every day, she would be like, like she would get so panicked. She's like, no, he was, no. Uh, he's such a trooper, though. He is? Nope, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't like, even flinch. He wouldn't. You know, you know, he just, just chills. Like, right he just, like, a shot. For real? It, like, yeah. hurt me more every time I gave it to him. Like, I'd It didn't like, hurt? Like, it's just maybe because he... Maybe, does he feel, like, sensation? Like He his does, but see, and then that's another thing that I don't know. I mean, I don't know how great his, like, everything is. You know, I, I don't... I don't know because, you know, with those seizures... So, with those seizures, they should be diagnosed, like... ASAP because they have their the term they use is that they're catastrophic. So what it is is like there's this like when the EEG picks it up, it's like a chaos in the brain. Like it's just like chaos. What they say it's like chaos in the brain. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like attack it soon, it starts regressing, regressing the child, which is exactly what happened to Joseph because we went almost a month. Well, at first, we went almost a month with no type of control. And um, in that time, we totally saw him regress. You know, he stopped cooing. I was getting emotional. He stopped cooing. He stopped smiling. He stopped tracking, like, his vision. Like, pretty much everything stopped. Everything stopped at that point. Um, and, you know, they did it, obviously, they didn't take responsibility for anything of, any of it. So, with that, you know, all of that stopped. It all went away. Like, you know, he went back to, like, newborn status, practically. But newborn status with, like, his vision compromised at this point. So, you know, they gave us this gel, this stuff we were supposed to give him, and it was, like, a month treatment. And then he put him on like two other, so he was still on the Kepra, and they put him on ATCH and the steroid, and then to I, Topamax, Topamax and Phenobarbital. Oh wow! Um, so he was on all these different meds, and like some of them, I was just like, no, I don't want him to be on them. Um, so we weaned him off of the Phenobarbital. So then. Um, we went to like the outpatient side now, you know, and we left that emergency side of it, the specialty side, and now we went back to a neurologist in Palm Park. So we saw her for the first time. I think I saw her when we were at, at Downey too, but she just came in one day and then left. Um, and she came from the Mayo Clinic. Like she had told us she was like a doctor at the Mayo Clinic before, which you know, from what I hear, the Mayo Clinic is one of, like, the tops when it comes to different, especially rare stuff, you know? Uh -huh. So, our first appointment, she pretty much told us, like, they're infantile spasms, infantile spasms are rare. And then she told us, like, straight up, like, it was the wrong stuff they were giving him there. Like, the Ativan, they should have never given him Ativan for these because it didn't stop them. And, you know, she just kind of, like, reassured us that her, that team there had fucked up. 
you know, and that was that. So then she just said, you know, we're going to do this, the, the steroid, and then we're going to do another EEG to check out his waves and then go yeah. from there. So then, um, they did that and I don't think he didn't get better, huh? No, like nothing kept... really happened. Like they, the spasms went from like a regular little twitch to like more violent, like mm-hmm. just stronger. And then his eyes were literally like pinballs in his little, you know, the, his every they were just bouncing around and he'd have these like spasms and they were just so strong. Jose, when all this stuff was going on with, uh, with Jojo, were you just getting frustrated? Like what the heck's just, what, what's going on, you know? Um, excuse me if I start crying, but I, 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 during that time, I felt like I, I was the main reason that, that we took him to Kaiser because I thought Kaiser was going to be easier for us. And I felt like I, I dropped the ball there. Like, like if I would have never, like if I would have never, like, no. you know what? Um, let's, we'll take a break right now. We'll be right back. All right, we're back on. We had to take a little break. It got a little bit too deep, but uh, we we got our senses back. We got our tissues. We got our wawas. No more Richie. You know, (laughs) freaking Bob. I know. We're good. So let's uh, get to um, with Kaiser now. What was going on with Kaiser? You guys were leaving Kaiser now. Yeah, so after we went to the outpatient with that neurologist, you know, she was saying like, oh, we're going to give them this new medication, which is also, so there's two front lines for infantile spasm. There's that Axar gel, that seizure, yeah, um, the steroid, and then there's this other one called Vigabitron um, that are front, front line for these particular types of seizures. So she thought, we're going to do this. Vigabitron called Sabriel. She said, we're going to fill out the paperwork. But I, she said that they had to fill out the paperwork. And then it'd come to me. Mm-hmm. Well, a month came. I got nothing. So I was like, what the hell, man? Like, they're really, like, dro- dropping the ball. So one day he had, like, a really strong cluster. And I was like, you know what? I cannot just watch him have these seizures anymore. Like, I'm done. Like, I need to figure it out. So I had have anthem blue cross so then i was like let me figure out what my insurance covers so i looked online i was i was in this group the support group on facebook for infantile spasms and um i think on there i had read about this doctor who had been experimenting with um cbd oil so i was like okay that's natural like where's this doctor at you know so i looked it up and he happens to be at UCLA. So I was like, okay, let me check if my insurance covers UCLA. So I call UCLA and I asked them and they're like, yeah, like you're in our network. So I was like, cool, perfect. So then I was like, I want to get in with doctor. His name is Sean Hussein. And I was, she was all like, oh, he's booked till July. And I was like, well, I need to get my son in. I was like, he has infantile spasms and you know, Kaiser's not doing anything for me and I can't watch him do this. And then she's all like, did you say infantile spasms? And I was like, yeah. She's all like, oh, our system red flags it when people say infantile spasms. Like, we have to get you in, like, ASAP. Oh, shit. So then I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So then I'm like, okay. So then I called in on a Sunday. She got me in Wednesday. 
So I go in Wednesday, I still remember, it was January of 2018, January, his appointment was January 24th. She got me in with um, uh, his doctor, is called, his name's Dr. Rajaraman, we call him Dr. Raj. He's also an epileptologist, so he specializes in, in epilepsy, which was what I was looking for. And she said, I can get you in with Dr. Raj on Wednesday. You know, he worked hand in hand with Dr. Hussein. They're both working on this infantile spasm stuff together. Like, I'm like, I don't care. Just get me in, you know? Yeah. So she got me in. Um, we see him, and I'm explaining to him. I was like, he's diagnosed with them already. And I'm like, but they have not helped us at all. So then... Um, I show him a video, he's like, oh yeah, those are absolutely infantile spasms. And he's like, and we consider infantile spasms a medical emergency, so he needs to be admitted today. So, sure enough, he got admitted that night, which was a Wednesday. We go in, they put him on the EEG, because they had to do their own stuff. They confirm that, yes, indeed, it is infantile spasms. And um, we were discharged Friday night. We picked up his meds Saturday morning, which they had put him on a steroid too, but this one was a, a liquid steroid, mm -hmm. and it was what they call the cheap steroid. It's called prednisolone, and then they said that it's paired up with Sabro, and that's how you find the best results with that pair, the Sabro and the prednisolone. Mm -hmm. So the Sabro, remember, that's one that Kaiser was trying to get me, Yeah. and it had been a month later, and I still didn't have it. Uh, UCLA got it to me in half a day. I got it. I delivered to my house. They're like, uh. Yeah. So we started that medication, and by the end of Sunday, Joseph's infantile spasms were like almost gone. In two days, it's like with UCLA. And we were November, two and a half months with Kaiser, and they did ask. And what, and what city in UCLA? Like Westwood. We're oh, Westwood. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. We're at okay. Uh, Mattel Children's Hospital. So, yeah, right away, like, controlled, you know, um, we finished. It didn't completely take them away. He, we were still seeing them here and there. But we had so much control, and then we would see smirks every once in a while, and Joseph wasn't like a zombie anymore. Because when we were at Kaiser, he was like a zombie. Like, he was just there. Like, there was no motion, nothing, like, at all. So it felt like, okay, we're making some progress. Like, we're finally seeing some results. So, you know, UCLA. And then at UCLA, everybody knew what I was talking about. Everybody knew what infantile spasm was. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew, you know, that it was real and that that's what he had. And we're very supportive. And I just felt like, God, somebody's like... Like, these people know what it is, you know, and then it's, you know, then the guilt sets in, like, well, why didn't I bring him here faster? Why didn't it? But mm -hmm. then again, it's like, well, I did what I, anybody parent would do, which is you take them to doctors and you figure that they're going to help you. But, you know, if there's anything I have to give to parents, it's like, don't ever listen to a doctor. You listen to your gut because doctors are not always right. And not every doctor knows their shit, you know. They can so. always uh, give a patient... Uh, different stuff or it's yeah, not different yeah. yeah so they give you wild diagnosis so um uh, real quick just to talk on that I, I, if you could go back and just uh, real quick talk about the geneticist at Kaiser you, oh you so we part. had another okay. so at the beginning of January before we left you know now that he had a team involved because he had the issue so he has a, a heart murmur 
And like I said, it sounds really impressive, so they always get really concerned when they hear it. So he had a cardiologist, then because of his weight gain, we had a GI um, and, and a neurologist. So, um, oh, and the geneticist, because now they wanted to do their genetics to see what was going on, because there wasn't really an answer. So um, he got his the genetics test, we went back at the beginning of January, and then they diagnosed him with Costello syndrome. And I was just like, no, like that's not it, because Costello syndrome, first off, you need a, a certain genetic, a certain gene needs to be mutated in order for it to be Costello syndrome. The gene that Joseph has, which is a BRAF mutation, is not part of the Costello, like, little branch that yeah. classifies them. Mm -hmm. So he was like, you know, it's Costello based on this textbook. You know, there's these certain case studies where it was like a group of five kids, blah, blah, blah. He's like explaining to me and telling me, well, kids with Costello syndrome all look very similar and their features are way more like noticeable than Joseph's. And they're like, their medical issues are more severe than Joseph's. So like I didn't accept it. I was like, no, like that that cannot be it. Like he's absolutely wrong. So whatever, we leave with that wrong diagnosis too, right? So that um I completely we completely left Kaiser like a hundred percent. Like once we got to UCLA, like I said, you know what, I don't want anything to do with Kaiser anymore because everything there has been wrong. So as time progressed, we got a little bit more of control of those infantile spasms, and we were doing EEGs like every three weeks, it seemed like the first few months. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point too, his seizures morphed, which they told us that that might happen. So he went from the infantile spasms and the focal seizures, which we saw rarely, to now he has tonics and tonic-clonic seizures. And then he still has the focal seizure. Then, then every once in a while, we'll see those uh, infantile spasms. And then he has uh, myoclonics. Wow. So he has, let's see, focal, infantile spanics, tonics, tonic-clonics, and myoclonics. So he has five different types of seizures that happen. And usually, like, he'll, he'll go, like, four days max seizure free or what at least I like to call to the eye seizure free mm -hmm. um, and then he'll go like two days with seizures like a day and a half of seizures and yeah. then he'll go one day of like recovery which is like sleeping all day and then it's just been like that vicious cycle like non-stop um, since we've been at UCLA they introduced they, they added another so right now he's on Kepra Sabro, um, Banzel, and Onfi for his seizures. And we have seen some type of control, but based on his gene mutation, they pretty much tell us like they can't 100% say that he's gonna be seizure free, but his neurologist is very optimistic. He's like, you know, I never like to say never because you just never know. So, um, Joseph, in the midst of everything, got a feeding tube because he was very skinny. I saw that, yeah. Um, so he got a little G-tube, and it's been a lifesaver initially. We were very, like, against... Well, I was scared of it. It was with that the, I was against it. With the tube, is it because when you were giving Jojo food, was he not swallowing it? No, so he swallows. He takes everything good. So what was happening is when he'd go into these seizure days, like, 
he like when a seizure would start he'd puke so we were so they were going to start him on the on the ketogenic diet like they wanted to see if that would help him yeah which it kind of has like cognitively and in other areas Mm -hmm. um so they wanted to start it and they told us like look this was last december so he got the g-tube in um november and the ketogenic started in december so the ketogenic team was like okay so he has to have a certain amount of calories daily because if he doesn't it could throw him off uh, out of ketosis and then it could bring more seizures or other stuff so they were like for us to fully 100 percent be like he's gonna take his formula like we need to make sure he has a g-tube you know mm-hmm. and then we were also encountering that sometimes we'd give him his medication and then right after he'd have his medication he'd puke so then oh. it was always like did he get enough medication should we give him his dose again you know it was always like mm. just if so the c the g-tube was just best because if he had a bad day where he kept puking then we can just feed him through his tube and then all medications going through the tube so we know he's getting all of his meds like that's good for sure yeah. so that's why we move forward with this with the g-tube and it's actually been a blessing um because he's put on weight and he gets all his meds always regardless of what kind of day he's having mm-hmm. and it's just been good you know i was like i said i was scared of it i was very like sad that he was gonna have to have this surgery to have like a foreign object placed in him and all that but you know talking to other parents with kids that already had it they were very um comforting and they just told me the benefits of it Mm -hmm. and sure enough it's still a little intimidating to like our family who doesn't see it often or work with it but it's definitely a blessing that he has it that's good with jojo getting all his medicine the feeding tube getting all that stuff i mean you got you gotta you guys gotta do what you gotta do and give whatever you can for jojo you know I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm really glad. I had. I really had you guys on, and yeah. uh, it made me. You guys open, open arms, and I feel like now I'm getting understanding you both, and it's. It, I. I give you guys props. Thank you. You're a beast. You graduated. You're doing this. Yeah. Your man's working. Yeah. It's like it's all twenty four. It's all about JoJo twenty four seven. Yeah, it's 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 always you know? all about JoJo. You know his seizures are unpredictable. Like, oh look, he's awake. <laughs> his seizures are unpredictable. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, he's having a good day, and then out of nowhere, it's like the seizure day starts, and it's like, dang, you know. And I mean, with everything, like our whole life has changed drastically you know like he can't be places where it's too loud because he'll get like overstimulated and that can bring on seizures oh wow um like any stress on his body can cause seizures like if he gets constipated like it can bring on seizures like right now that he's teething that he's getting all his molars that can bring on seizures (laughs) if he's getting sick like a little cold that can bring on seizures like, it's just, like, all of these different things can make the seizures, like, that much worse. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's definitely, like I said, our life has changed completely, but he's also made our life better and us better individually. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think 
prior to it like special needs yeah you would, you would see people with kids with special needs and you'd be like oh man you know like that sucks and feel for them for a couple of seconds and then move on with your day but now like this has become like our life and like now anytime I see any parent or just any anybody like it, it could even be like a random stranger and it just is more like if they're rude or something and it's like you know what they might be going through some stuff like give them a break you know like you never know what people are dealing with behind everything i feel like with people now these days people like to judge or criticize mm -hmm. or are bully with social media but they don't know what you and jose are going through 24 yeah. 7 i don't think anybody knows what it, even like the glimpses that you get like you just nobody has like an idea of what it takes to like even you know every day it's like medication like you have to get his meds like when he went on the ketogenic diet everything got flopped to pill form so we have to crush medication and then like put it in vials <laughs> and like in the syringes and give it to him and make sure he eats every certain amount of time and that he's, you know, eating a certain amount of formula a day. Like, everything is to the T. He can only have certain foods and have to made a certain way. Like, <laughs> there's just a lot that... And, you know, he's nonverbal. He can't tell us what he needs or wants or how he feels. You know, he can't... He can't walk. He can't... You know, his head is still... He can't fully control it. So there's a lot that goes onto it. And then to trust like strangers with him it's hard <laughs> um just real quick before you know i know we're getting close to the end but we haven't talked about what he actually been diagnosed with his actual oh. uh syndrome so joseph was finally diagnosed so i had reached out to a geneticist in connecticut who worked with this costello syndrome and they were like um she just was like, no, he doesn't have Costello syndrome. So I was like, okay, I already knew that. So UCLA got me in with their geneticist. And, it, you know, everything kind of works out always for him. We had a, a year wait before we were going to get in to see the geneticist. Yeah. And, like, last minute they were like, hey, we had a cancellation. You want to get in? And it was, like, two weeks out. So we got in November of 2018 opposed to November of 2019 yeah. which would have been this year yeah so then I had sent in all this different stuff to the geneticist and when I got there he was all like mom he's all like he like gave me a high five he's like you did your homework he's all like you're right you know it's CFC syndrome and I was like you know that's exactly what I thought it was that you were you're absolutely right you know um and pretty much what they told us is how it's treated is with different teams so he has a neurologist mm -hmm. he has a, a GI he has um, you know his PT OT a feeding therapist he it's has an ophthalmologist a neuro ophthalmologist for his vision he has mm -hmm. this other diagnosis which is called CVI which is cortical visual impairment which means his eye structure his eyes are great but his um, brain and eyes aren't communicating. So he can like see, but it's like, it's not telling him like, hey, that's a face. Hey, that's a toy. Hey, that's this, you know? Gotcha. So he needs like a lot of vision and 
uh, therapy and with Jojo was, right now he, he's like that moving uh-huh. around yeah Okay. Right. So he moves around. <laughs> See, What's you. up, Jojo? <laughs> Mega Man came. It's your biggest fan, Pops. <laughs> so, you know, he, he doesn't have the head control, so you kind of see his head moving like crazy. Um, yeah, he, he has a lot, like, diagnosis why it's that CFC syndrome, which it's just a variety of different things put in one. And what makes it, what makes it the CFC syndrome is, like, the the little bit of the heart issue, the seizures, the failure to thrive, the weight gain, all of that plus the gene mutation equals CFC syndrome, gotcha. which is what he has, and it's very rare. Um, I think it the count has gone up recently. It's like probably up to almost six hundred cases in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're number four in California. Number four. Yeah, I think we're yeah. four, three or four in California only. Okay. Um, and then the United States is various. They're all spread out. Um, Probably like in the East Coast or something like that. Yeah, everywhere. They're just like all over. Like there's a group, a support group. And we're supposed to actually go to a conference in July to learn more about this. This and, is the one in Florida, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's in Florida. We're supposed to go out there. It's a four-day conference to meet other families and to see. Um, we're going to see hopefully a neurologist there and a GI there. And a neuro ophthalmologist to kind of get a treatment plan so we can bring back to our doctors here and see if there's anything else that they can do to like help and then so we can learn more in general about it because it is very rare and uh, you know in him not being able to talk or tell us like we're his we're his voice we're his advocates so we have to make sure we're on our P's and Q's, so like he can get all the services and everything that he needs, and you know everything is a fight. Everything's a fight for him. Like you just like I have to. It's a whole another job in its own. Yeah. But you know, obviously he's my little guy, and he's my life. So I will fight for him as much as I can, and however I can, because how can you not love that little cute little face? <laughs> Yes, huh? I know. Mama's a fighter, yeah. Just like your mom. Like I know we're almost in the end right now. I'm like, I'm trying to hold my tears. I'm like, ugh. It's like I always been. Uh, I'm always been a big fan of JoJo, man, and I'm trying to hold it, hold it. <laughs> I even before I did the podcast, before I drive, it, I was like, hold it together, hold it together. <laughs> but like seeing him for the first time, and he's just. Yeah, he's a little cool guy. He's, he's very resilient, you know? I know. Even through all the seizures that he gets and everything, like, he still manages to, like, bounce back. And, like I said, if if there's anything to learn, it's like, you know, he's, it's, it's just be kind. And, I know. Like, you never know what other people are dealing with. And, you know, even though it's it, we have it like we have it, there's always somebody that has it worse. And I would wish they were yeah. in our shoes. Well, I just want to say to Jojo, he's here right now. <laughs> right now, Jojo, we're getting doing the podcast for you. And this is all about you, man. All about you, Jojo. So much. Say hi. You're sticking your tongue out? <laughs> say hi. Yeah, relax hey, a little bit. You know, this, this little boy man has changed me as a person, like, up to complete 180 before before having him e- even in his early months i i mean I, 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 I i'm not gonna lie i wasn't you know 
as as uh, uh, affectionate with kids, you know, because a brand new baby. As the time goes on, man, I just every day it's, I fall more and more and more in love with them. Now my sole goal in life is just give them the best chance at life. You know, the mm-hmm. you know my goal is to make enough money to keep Carmen at home because he needs his mom. You know, he needs his mom and dad, but he needs someone around him who's gonna love as much as as we we are. So this yeah. this kid has uh, changed our, our our family's lives. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> I came all the way to see you, uh, Jojo. He gave me. I came all the way to Long Beach just to see. Look at Papa. Yeah. So I mean, he's 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 a joy. You know, like I said, it's it's hard. It, everything's a little bit harder, but it's just he's he's a joy. Like he's just changed our life for the better, and just made us better people. You know and. I mean, we're religious, and I really do think that God does certain things for certain reasons, and, you know, like he was placed in our lives, I feel, to voice, maybe have a voice out there for him, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I can do more, and just to spread the word for him, and in general for parents who are in need, and there's just a lot that comes with this there, with this with a, a child that has these needs because you know when you're pregnant you have all these hopes and dreams you know like in our eyes I always laugh because it's like he was his dad was like he's gonna be a UFC fighter he's gonna do this he's gonna play sports and, and he's probably not you know and it's okay we're okay with that but with having like a son like this you also you also have to grieve. You have to grieve the dreams that you had for your child, and develop new dreams for him. You know, like you know, Jose is more active now. He wants to still expose him to sports and other stuff. You know, he wants to start doing marathons with him and taking him so he could be a part of it. And maybe in the future, give him a sibling. So that his sibling could do stuff with him and be his cheerleader. You know, we we don't know. We always pray for a miracle. But before he was born, I was about 300 pounds. And with, you know, with the stuff that's going on, it's something has clicked in my head where I've been running more. I've been working out more and all this stuff just because I don't know what the future brings for him. So I tell Carmen, you know. I, yeah. Even if I have to lug him up, yeah. come up with a special backpack, I'm gonna take him hiking with me. I'm gonna run marathons with him. I'm, I'm. He's still gonna do everything that we do. And yeah, I, I we just, just, we just have to figure out our new norm. You know, like <sighs> our new norm. It's our family's new norm. It might not be everybody else's, but it's our, it's ours. And you know, he's our motivation. He's our everything. So we're, we're gonna make it work <laughs> some way or another. You know, like. There's always a way. You just gotta figure it out. What's well, this all about, you, JoJo? <laughs> I want all everyone to yeah. s- to hear yeah. this episode and hear your story, JoJo. This is all about you. Yeah, and he's still, you know, we're still developing. We're still, you know, he's gonna be put on that new FDA-approved CBD soon, hopefully. And we're gonna have a guidance of his doctor now, 
to see what that does for him. And the ketogenic makes him a little bit more alert. He bounces back from his seizure days a little bit faster. So I would say a year. It's been a year and a half now since we've been in UCLA. And there's there's definitely been progress. Hey, Jojo. Hey, Jojo. Jojo, what's up? Yeah, you gonna talk? What are you what's gonna up, tell them? Hi. Yeah, so it's it's a journey. He's smiling. <laughs> he's smiling. Huh? But yeah, he's 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 a blessing. He's a blessing. I like your pink point shirt. <laughs> she gets you the when she gets you the patch. I know. I know yeah. Mor- Morrissey shirt. Morrissey. Uh, <laughs> so Joseph's name is Joseph Morrissey because his parents are '80s fans, oh, yeah. and because he's just a cool little guy and That's what's who up. doesn't like Morrissey. Well, I'm sure a lot of people, but. <laughs> Does he we watch? Like does he watch the UFC with you? He, he, he always hangs he out. Says, yeah, he hangs out. He's been this guy's time. Practically been around since he was in the womb around the UFC, <laughs> thanks to his dad. Who are you going for, Nate Diaz? Stockton, Stockton. Yeah. Even when he's been uh, his stays at the hospital, there's a UFC fight. We take the iPad and we watch it there at the hospital. ESPN Plus. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we would just have the DirecTV app and then just buy it on pay-per-view back then. Yeah, uh-huh. even in the hospital, we were catching our UFC fights. Yeah, so Joseph's a little... He's a, he definitely is, you know, a fighter. So I guess he is some type yes. of fighter because he fights he every single day. I see, man. So, yeah. I see, all, I see all the stories. I, see, I follow him all the way. That's the first thing I see when I see stories to get up. Man, he's, he's a fighter, man. Yeah, huh. He's a little tough guy. He's one of the toughest dudes I know. Mm. Hmm. Now, before we go, do you want to um, plug anything? You want to give any shout-outs? Or... Um, shout-outs to UCLA, Mattel Children's Hospital, for always taking care of our boy and like being on top of it. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even be to where he's at right now, and I don't even want to think about what how much worse it would have been. Um, shout out to our family for being such a great support system and dropping everything to help us with Jojo and any needs. Um, and then like the true friends that we have out there who are legit, like checking in on us all the time and, you know, making sure we're good or offering help, whether it just be to hang out because we're MIA half the time. Um, or just to check in to see how our boy's doing, you know. Yeah. The, the true friends, thank you and shout out to you guys. Because, you know, in situations like this, you really figure out who's there yeah. for you and who's yeah. not. And I think we've we've come to learn that. So yeah. shout out to the true ones <laughs> that are there. And Jose, any shout outs? Uh, big shout out to, to, uh, um, to you, man. For we, we, we appreciate you, you know. From since the day one, since you messaged me on on Instagram, you've always been super supportive of, of Joseph, and 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 I I, I I truly feel that man as as a father. So I thank you, you know, just giving us this opportunity to get a story out there. Um, I'll give a just a, and you know just a plug for 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 Joseph's Instagram. You guys could follow him at at JoJo underscore the X Men. See his journey because. Uh, the, 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 yeah. the, there's only there's only one way out, and that's up for him. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this has to be one of the best uh, episodes on the Mega Man's podcast, and uh, this one was very um, this this yeah. forever. This well, this this episode is like really deep, and 
And now having you and Jose and little Jojo, you guys are part of the Mega Man family and uh, I'll do whatever I can to, if you need any promotions, any any stuff you need to, to be shot out or anything or if you have a walkathon, anything, you know, I'm going to be, I'm not just saying that, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I will be there. I will be there for you guys and our little guy man something else man I mean no matter what man I just man Jojo I just want to say one last thing before we go that just want to let you know Mega Man loves you no matter what thank you we can't wait to meet your little baby make him a new a new little buddy huh they can have play dates play dates (laughs) I know we're gonna have a boy and uh and uh, it's gonna, we're gonna have it in mid September. We're gonna name him Emiliano. Oh, that's you know? a cool name. We're still trying to look for a metal name. I don't know, but oh. I mean, yeah, I mean when when he gets a little older, man, Jojo, you can have a little buddy, man. Mm-hmm. We got UFC together with your dad <laughs> yeah. and me. For sure. We'll talk about Nate Diaz and what happened with Conor McGregor. <laughs> Let's watch Bellator fights uh, and, and all too that. Much money now, he don't care about the UFC. I know. <laughs> and uh, I'll I'll plug all this stuff out and. Um, I'll do whatever I can to push this episode so your this story would be told for everyone, for Thank not you. for just here in the United States, but the whole world. Thank you. Thank and, you. I appreciate um, it. And uh, before we go, uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can find it on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitchers, the whole nine yards, and everything. And um, thank you guys. Thank you know, you. I am really glad you guys. I wanted you guys on my podcast for a while before I start my craft beer Ooh. episodes. But this yeah. little JoJo, man, <laughs> little JoJo, you. like, yeah, JoJo gave a shout out. Like, what about me? Where's my shout out? Where's my shout out? Shout out to my grandmas, to my PTs, everybody <laughs> that helps me, to you for following me, everybody. <laughs> you know, JoJo Bear. JoJo, all the way, man. When I come back to Upland and stuff, I'm gonna go hook you up with the 80 shirt. I gotta know. I gotta know what size. I don't know what size he is. Cause it's I, small. Like is it small? Okay. Depeche the Mode. Small. We'll see what's up. Depeche Mode, maybe Elton John or his, Queen. Yeah. His, Everybody. Uh, he his, does music. His godfather's Nino is the biggest Depeche Mode fan ever. The Nino yeah. Depeche Mode. That's what's up. Man. Yeah. I love Depeche Mode. Uh. All right. Everything else. Um, Best of luck, and um, I'm gonna be there to support you guys no matter what. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, all right, Mega Man's out. Later, guys.